You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're blowing open the doors to Zion as we talk about The Matrix Reloaded. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host, I'm editor Brian Okins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am struggling. I don't know if I'm in the real world or a simulated world. Does it matter, though? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, man. You've already made that choice whether you... <laughs> and now you just gotta, you know, deal with it or whatever. <laughs> why, why. why, did he pick the blue pill? Did anyone notice that the candy that she gives to him uh, right yeah, there, looks, is, a, is a little red pill? Yeah, it is red. I know it, it's the shape of a pill. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Random tidbit. And uh, moving on. <laughs> we also have cinematographer. Uh, what? No, we already had a cinematographer. We we have director of photography Mike Griggs. We're already off the rails. I'm just so glad that I'm here for it. Dance party orgies are already in my head. <laughs> nipples everywhere. <laughs> are they guys' nipples? Are they girls' nipples? It doesn't we don't matter, know. man. We don't care. In Zion, everybody's nipples are legal. <laughs> you want to get out of here? <laughs> Let's go hang out in this fireplace that's our bed. wrong <laughs> we also have costume designer Kristen jones holy shit. hello hello oh and here we are talking the second matrix film the matrix reloaded from 2003 did i say reloaded at the beginning <laughs> you did you did okay yeah. good oh i was worried about that but if you want to try again we can reload it know, man <laughs> oh sorry that's my only one tonight should we have done this as one movie <laughs> Wait, we are uh, doing like this one movie. What do you mean? You mean I the mean, second and the, the third? The second, uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I don't mean all three. I mean, <laughs> I mean two and three. No, oh. this was enough to watch for one week. Okay. Right. Yeah. Let's make sure we do it. We're doing. I this mean, right. they they were released six months apart. They shot and and 
you know finished everything. They did it all together, but. Well, the, the the Marvel sequence after the credits was like an extended look. You know, they they gave you a bunch of shit. It looks like the movie was already done by that point. Uh, the, yeah, they had like what a uh, minute and a half long trailer or something like that. At the yeah, end. pretty excellent. Uh, was this the first movie to do this? Were to release basically within the same year? No, Back to the Future, right? Did it? Do was that? that the same? That was a year apart, wasn't it? Was it a year apart? It may. I actually uh, don't know. Because well, I, I think it technically was a year apart, but wasn't it like Thanksgiving? And then it, uh, the next one came out in like May of that year, or the following year. I think that's how that worked. All I right, could be well, wrong. Six, till six months, yeah. Yeah. When did Lord of the Rings do their shooting all the three and then releasing them a year apart? Was that before these three? I'm, I forget which years those came out. Yeah, right. they the shot first for like came seven out. years straight. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> they, they actually took the whole journey. The first one came out in 2001. Oh, it was 2001. Okay, yeah. I think they were actually in production for seven years. It was like something ridiculous. Like, no, that was the pre-production. With with all the you know everything. Yeah, no, that 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 was a a, a little bit bigger. I, be, I mean, still they they had like uh, over 200 shooting days on this, which wow. I can't between even the two imagine. of them or just for this one. Uh, between like, the did two, they qualify? No, okay, I, yeah, they yeah. no, they didn't say because I don't know if they yeah. shot. And they just did it straight, right? Yeah, both both just yeah just they one yeah big they show. shot both of them one one big big long crazy shoot. Wow. Yeah. What if they shot out of order? Like like they were like you know we're on this set and we know that we're gonna have to do this for movie two might as well shoot that now. I mean, did they reuse any of the sets? I haven't I seen know. the third one I have, again. Yeah, I haven't I've been seen trying it. to watch yeah, them know. slowly. Yeah, in they. Order. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I know they re reuse some of them again. Wow, interesting. Like the because the Oracle's uh, kitchen comes back throughout the series. That's in, uh, no, that's in the third film. Is she in it? Uh, yeah, the Oracle's in the third one. It's played by a different actress though. That's about six. I know she dies. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah. They got this one scene of hers, and then I think yeah, she passed away while while they were making the movie. Yep. What do you think about that scene about with the Oracle? I love it. You like how slow it is? It's just kind of like it's just talking. Yeah, heads. because it's well, no, it's, it's, it's so much information. It's the, the calm before the storm. If they made that any faster or any more intense, like you would miss so much. No. Like based on how many people didn't understand Morpheus's battery conversation, <laughs> and then the Oracle conversation later in that, like th- that is like both of those in one fucking scene. It had to be slow and chill. Yeah, but I, I, th- I think it was limited by her being sick. Like it's pretty much planted on a on a bench. I felt it was kind of long and slow. Like maybe some blocking would have been, you know, better. Like if he had gotten agitated it. and stood up. Well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't mind it. I thought it was a nice change of pace. There was so much action in this, and it was so boring. And so when they like stopped doing stuff, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I did a um, I, I I did a second watch through where I like fast forwarded through. Uh, all the ridiculous long fight scene stuff and like really just kind of like hone in on all the dialogue. And um, <laughs> there are sections of this that are like 20 minutes long. It was just straight action. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yep. It was yep. awful. It was awful. Damn. No, did you watch it? Because it was awful. <laughs> yes. Savage. Yep. Yep. I don't think it's awful. No, it's pretty bad. They were, no, they were trying some new things here. They, they no, get points for trying. Look. No, they don't. This is like, okay, what? okay. Look, Too no, harsh. this is what happened. This is what happened. Damn. Most of the movie, like 90% of the movie, 
is just these people who are like, hey, we made this really cool movie that everyone loves and we now have so much money. So let's just take a couple of things that they liked about the first one and do it over and over and over again. And there's nothing interesting that's happening. There's nothing really innovative that's happening. There's not really the story is not even there. It's so boring. <laughs> it's like it's like if you just made a fan movie and didn't care about your Holy fans, oh this is what this God. movie would be. Oh my god. Wow. Way harsh, Kristen. Holy shit. Way harsh, Ty. Put the goddamn pin back in that grenade. There's there's one interesting scene with the architect, and you're like, oh, this is new and different. Like, this is like they're building on the world instead of just catering to the fans. They're building this world. And that's not even like like I thought it was gonna end. But then they just go back to doing like fucking nothing, and you're like, oh okay, got some more of that. Okay, cool. <laughs> but there's like a little guy running around, and he's got a lot of keys on him. Yeah, he was cute. I liked him. I don't even all know. Right, you, God damn. I'm, I'm flabbergasted at the moment. <laughs> We're all speechless. Yeah, I was expecting a harsh read, but this is this is. Well done, Kristen. Kristen, Thank had you, you Thank had you. you ever? You, this is the first time you'd seen this, right? Yes, this is the first time I've seen this. Wow, how many times did you watch it this go around? No, one was enough. Look, <laughs> I would I wouldn't mind watching the yeah. scenes. Okay, look, I'll tell you the scenes that I liked. I liked the scene with the oracle, and I liked the scene with the architects, and I actually want to go back and rewatch those. Um, but honestly, the rest of the movie, like, like, no, this is what happens when you get too much money. Like, this is clearly, like, they could have just cut all this shit out. I haven't seen the third one, but probably just combine the fucking movies because it's only two hours. They could have made it a three-hour movie. Everyone would be fine. Like, this does not need to happen. This does not need to happen. Like, I'm happy that everyone had jobs or something, but, like, no, this is stupid. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Oh, well, it. on that note, Bill Pope did say very <laughs> similar things, and he was the fucking cinematographer. So well, see, there you go. Entirely so wrong. this is, I've, I'm entirely correct, actually. And apparently, other people are backing me up on this. I'm not the first person to say this. It's bullshit. This whole thing is bullshit. It's fine, though. Like, look. I don't know. I, I got a bone to pick with, with Bill Pope. On, on that Team Deacons podcast, he's like, oh, yeah, well, the Wachowskis read this book by fucking Kubrick, and they said, do all the. Do 90 takes, and then a performer becomes natural in their role, in their character. And that apparently, Bill Pope was like, that. you know, that drives people crazy. Nobody wants to work like that. That's not fun. But if you watch the goddamn behind the scenes, you watch The Matrix Reloaded, Revisited. I know, it's a mouthful. I don't know why they called the documentary that. <laughs> right? On that documentary, Keanu Reeves is literally saying, like, yeah, I can do double the moves, but I get 90 takes. Boom. So maybe it wasn't the fucking Wachowskis reading that fucking book. Maybe it was mm. Keanu Reeves wanting the fucking time to do it. And Bill Pope's this fucking cinematographer, and he didn't fucking know that. So maybe he's a tr- contributing that to the Wachowskis. When in truth, from everything I've seen, I think that's Keanu Reeves who wanted that. But I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I have heard that the 90, like, doing excessive amounts of takes like that does, like, drive people crazy but i also hear because uh didn't kubrick did that a lot right uh, yeah uh, you can get a great performance that way like like yes you're torturing the people but you know <laughs> if the, if the character is supposed to be tortured Sounds like a long day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> i mean if you have out. lots of long days and you only have to do three setups for for a day then yeah 
40 takes, sure. 90 takes, uh, it's not that much different at that point. I don't know, when I'm on set and we start to, like hitting over 10, I'm like, wow, we can wrap this up. Like, if we don't have it now, we're just not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a director, though. So. <laughs> I don't know, but talking about Keanu Reeves doing double the moves, he does a lot more, like, kicking in this movie. And one of the things that I read about the first one was that he had some kind of accident, and so he literally couldn't kick in the first one like he had some kind of like fused disc or something crazy that happened on his back and so that was why he did just all hand moves and so i, I thought it was really fun that we, if if that was true and they leaned into it for the first one that they're like on this one well neil learned how to kick he, he knew kung fu the first time but now he's gonna kick yeah when he's uh fighting the what i don't know the oracle bodyguard i forget what his name is the guy Seraph. That, yeah oh, there you go <laughs> uh, no sarah you do not yeah, you Seraph, do not truly yeah. know someone until you fight them Man, yeah, I love it when they when they're kicking back and forth and they're blocking each other with their feet. That is fucking yeah, dope. That's a dope scene. That character so, was apparently written for um, Jet Li, and then he was like, "Cool, pay me how much you're going to pay Keanu Reeves, and I'll totally do it." And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> "No, yeah." Well, Joel, uh, Joel Silver, the producer, had worked with him. He did all those uh, American, you know, Jet Li movies. He was like coming over here, like. Uh, yeah. Is it Romeo Must Die and Cradle to the Grave and all that crap? Not that those think, are crap. Those are good. You think, Sarah, you know, Seraph basically said, I need to fight you to make sure you are the one. Do you think that's the same thing the kiss was all about? I have to kiss you to make sure you're the one. You know, I mean, that this, that scene was a little awkward. Um, but I mean, was, she was told that you. her? I know, but was that, was that her doing the test to make sure that he was the, the one? No. No, I think she was just legitimately bored with her relationship and saw someone else who was actually having fun and was like, what does that actually feel like? Or was she just doing that to smack Trinity in the face? Was also she doing that, some domination sure. shit. A hundred percent. What do you think about that, Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> Explain that shit to me. <laughs> Wait, the kiss? I don't Why? know. What, 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 yeah, what's, what's what's happening in that scene? I don't, well, I don't know. Like, um, it is a weird scene, and it could be that she, I, she's doing it because as a fuck you to Trinity and it could be that she's doing it as a fuck you to her husband because she tells the dude to go tell her husband what she's doing um, <laughs> but like also no actually I think you're right it could be like some sort of a test um, because she is giving up information and she has to make sure that it's going to the right person she is the reason that they find the key maker and it can't just be because she's gets suddenly fed up and jealous this one time i mean i guess you could argue that it's been building but it seems very um weak as an argument i, I yeah i don't know it could be i think it's just there to show that a that the programs in the matrix have human characteristics like they have a little mm -hmm. bit of mm -hmm. maybe they, they themselves don't have emotions but they i don't know just because they're in the matrix and they see all these humans they're echoing that behavior a little I don't know if it, if they actually have emotions in this. I don't know. It was what Monica Bellucci is. She, is she really feeling jealousy? She didn't know. seem jealous. She seemed well. That's the reason pissed. she was doing. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, but jealousy that's turns to anger. That's different. No, what? no, no that's it's not. Different. Same thing. No. Jealousy is a bad emotion, just like anger. She didn't know. Those things turn together. No, but okay, okay. I guess okay. Let me rephrase this then. I don't think she's jealous that her husband was talking about another woman. I think she's pissed. No, because he was. She was pissed that he was getting a blowjob in the bathroom. That's why she was pissed. No, but like she was pissed before that. She's well, pissed at the table. Yeah, yeah. like because she knows her husband's gonna go get a blowjob in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the first blowjob. Like I'm pretty sure he's like. This is like a daily occurrence. Like why is she just now suddenly upset because Keanu Reeves is there? You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> 
I, 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 okay. So initially I thought it was written very poorly and just like a, one of those, you know, hell hath no fury, like a woman scorned. And it's just like, suddenly, like, she's just suddenly angry and will suddenly help them. But I don't know. I kind of like the idea of her testing him just because it makes her more interesting and it gives the writing more credibility. Well, so uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to be nice to this movie, you guys. <laughs> I think the, re- the reaction when like <laughs> he finds out that she portrayed him, like, I, I like how they, they even play that. Like, they, he gets mad at her, but then they just kind of leave it. You know, it's not like yeah, he kills her. Yeah, because they don't care, because this is their daily or... relationship. Yeah, she does, like, it's that's a game. what I'm saying. It, that, I kinda yeah. Like that. yeah. It's a game. Yeah, okay, all right. I could go with it being a game. I don't think she's, like, actually that upset. At least not at that. Like, this is just the thing that's going to set her off to do the things, what, like, the, the, her new activity, you know? Her like, I don't think she's actually upset about any of that. If she is, she's a bad actress, and I don't think she is. Monica Bellucci, who I know that's what I'm saying. No, I don't think that's it. Yeah, who cares what the words are that come out of her mouth? I mean, <laughs> I wasn't listening to a damn thing she said. I was just like, yeah, it's so pretty, and she's a Bond girl. Correct. But I did enjoy that scene, actually. The not all of that because, like, we've just been discussing, it's sort of awkward. But the the French guy and how he talks about. Choosing pleasure, even though they're in the Matrix. I don't know. I really enjoyed all of that. Oh yeah, that, that's probably my favorite scene in the movies. The yeah. Merovingian. <laughs> yeah, such a dick. <laughs> I love the curse like, in French. It's like wiping your ass with silk. It's like what? The like fuck? his mouth is—he's got like some spit or something in the corner of his mouth, and they just go with it. <laughs> it just adds to his like sleaziness. Yeah, it works. I actually really love that scene. But why not? Like, look, I, I mean, he knows he's in the Matrix. He knows all this. And so why not have fun with it? I, I appreciated that. Yeah, I like how he also uses, like, I, I don't know. I, I guess there's a, a bunch of lines. You don't really pick on it, pick up on it the first time you watch the movie. But watching it a second time, the Frenchman drops a lot of little hints that Neo's not the first version of the Messiah or the one. Yeah, he says your yeah. predecessors like a couple times. I've survived your predecessors and I will survive you. Yeah. Everybody talks like that in this. Everybody he comes across. The Oracle says it. I mean, every, everybody. Uh, he, he, like it, the, the uh, first time we see uh, two Agent Smiths, he's like, uh, uh, just like last time. He's like, well, not exactly like last time. Yeah, but. I think he was these... talking about the time he got killed. But. Right. Or was Agent Smith always know. there? I don't know. There's just, there's just, there just seems to be the, this recurring thing where they keep talking about, you know, other times. The people he's talking to this time aren't um, humans. They are computer programs who would remember it, who would have a memory of it, even though it's been rebooted. I think that I don't know. It kind of makes sense, and so they they kind of know like this is this is how we're doing it, and this is how we've changed, and there, there's like a memory there. I can't remember in the third movie, but in this movie, you don't know though if. If uh, Agent Smith is like, is he part of the machine program plan? Does this, I mean, like, obviously this couldn't happen every time, right? Like, Agent Smith, like, starts multiplying and everybody becomes Agent Smith in the Matrix and they're like, oh, we gotta reboot it. (laughs) He's the one, too. He's just in a different kind of the one. He's the other one. He <laughs> is also an anomaly and morphing. And like, I mean, the the way that they set it up for him to be a messiah is so interesting, I think, because that way he can amass followers. But it's all just part of the plan. He's just he's just uh, he's exactly like Agent Smith. Um, he's he's just. Yeah, they're the same. They're this exactly the same. They're all they're all there to do what they're supposed to do. And there's nothing really that unique about them other than the fact that they 
are kind of aware, I guess, that they're that they are different. But I like I said in the la- in the first movie last week, I don't think that um, Neo is the one. I think other people could do it, and they kind of talk about this with the illusion of free will and choice. Once you learn how to break that, which is what Neo did then anything is possible and you can you can do it but i don't think neo it's not specific to neo because obviously agent smith is doing it hold up but they they say the architect says that he has the program code and if he doesn't take his program code and insert it back into the matrix the matrix can't reboot and go back and reset reset the slate you know go back to the beginning the way things were well, I don't think Agent Smith is going anywhere. He just needs Neo. Neo's kind of a loose cannon right now. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's, so like, that, Neo's that's what the he's one. talking about. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I don't agree with any of this. And, and. He's got yellow um, code, okay? His name is one. Oh. <laughs> Backwards. No, that's his nickname. Whoa. No, because that's not even his name. He, like, chose you know, his name. I was, I was thinking about name. that. Like, like, if, if like say, I can say, make my nickname be the one, too, and make everyone call me that. <laughs> and then when I do something, everyone's like, oh, but we always knew she was the one because that's her fucking name. No, that's not his name. You know, so they, they each they give each other nicknames. But then when they get into relationships, it's just like they, they were trying to have this like uh, Neo and Trinity were trying to have this like really like heartfelt conversation. But they, but, you know, it's like Neo, you know, like, like, why don't you call me by my real fucking name? <laughs> That is his real it, it, fucking it, it, name. No, is it Mr. The- Anderson? Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Thomas Anderson was was his. That was oh, that, his that, slave. That, was his gift. That's his, his slave, slave name. name. <laughs> his slave name. It was his computer AI slave name. All right. So I guess yeah, Neo is his name. No, it's not. It's stupid. Neo and is his name. No, that's you're right. I mean. <laughs> so that would have been like way more interesting if she had like some stupid nickname for him. Finding like, less than number two. <laughs> <laughs> she calls him number two. <laughs> he is the one, but he's my number two. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Did you smell like shit? No. <laughs> they don't have showers on those ships. Nah, dude. Why do you think Cypher uh, wanted to leave? Zion was very wet. Like there, there were was... so many people, and they were unshowered. Like, can you imagine the scent in that place, though? That's why they're all high. Were they all high? I don't know. They were certainly dancing like they were. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> they were all just like in the mood. They were on love, man. They, they, yeah. <laughs> Peace and love, brother. Ooh, yeah. Get you some. There were so many people, bro. How is there that much air? 750,000 <laughs> people. That's what I kept thinking. Like, in that wild piled shot. on top of each other. Yeah. With all the torches. I was like, you're all suffocating. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. Everyone here is dead. <laughs> well, that's why they have the little scene down in the uh, in the depths. Like, these are the machines that keep us alive. We don't know how they work. We just know they do. Oh, it filters the air or something. Something like that. I was and reading. There's one that works on the water, and that's all they know. Oh, all right. I was reading in case this ever happens to you guys in the apocalypse. Um, they, there was like an article about like how many plants you need for the size of the room and the number of people in it, so that you don't have to like leave the room. You can just stay there, like in your bunker, <laughs> and mm. get fresh air. But there are no plants in Zion. So how many plants do you need? Five-ish. But again, it depends on. The people, the number of people in the room and the size of the room. I can send it and to how you. How many plants. of them are smoking? Oh, I don't know about that. Like, you need to go outside <laughs> well, I mean, for that. You, well, at, at that point, like, how, how are we, we're, cigarettes are going to run out at some point. Cause at you, some yeah. point. Yeah. Maybe one they of the plants can be a tobacco plant. And that's why I live in The Walking Dead. Everybody's smoking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't run out in Waterworld. Paper. Paper. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now we're quoting Waterworld. What the fuck? <laughs> I like that movie though too. So, uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Kristen would come on the show and tear down my dreams of that film as well. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so anything is possible. <sighs> well, if you think this movie is terrible, then dear god. No, but like, no, but like, did you see it though? Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's no, I really don't. Like, I I think this is actually like fun sci-fi with a lot of like really like I think this is more heady no. sci-fi than the last film was, and then they mm-hmm. cram mm-hmm. all of the action scenes into like two sections of the movie, and that that is like thirty minutes, forty minutes of the film, and then the rest of it are the are just thought-provoking people. I guess it's what people complain about uh, episode two, right? It's just people walking in corridors, talking, standing still, talking. That's a lot of what this movie is, but I'm okay with the talking. I liked the talking. It was all the action that I didn't care about. And I'll tell you also, um, I think think this is where we're like slightly disagreeing, though, in terms of whether or not this movie is good, is because one of my complaints was, um, you know, they took, everything that was so great about the first movie and just kind of like wrote it to death um but they also set it to this like super like pop metal like the music was super <laughs> weird in this movie compared to the last one um and everything was just bigger and brighter and i think it was too big and too bright anyway the point is it reminded me even more so than the first one of a stereotypical superhero movie where there are no stakes and i'm not invested and i don't care about any of the characters and so I know you're a superhero like fan, and so I, I actually can see why you would like this movie. It's just not I like more depth. And so like in the scenes that did have depth, I actually really liked those scenes, which is why I say like let's just cut it down and like combine this one and probably the third with the third one and have like I, okay, one movie. but you know like you're not gonna you're not gonna get anybody you're not gonna get a hundred million people to come and show up for like hitty sci fi films. You know, because when they make those, they don't make any fucking money. So that you have to put the action in there so people go fucking see it. You know, well, that's like, not my concern. I'm concerned about am I enjoying it? Not is the studio well, going to make filmmaker, money? Filmmakers that want to continue to make, uh, you know, like movies, like they do have to worry about that because if, you know, <laughs> otherwise you don't get the budget. You can't continue. Yeah, I know. But that's the problem. Like maybe you don't need a budget. Like make a better movie with less money, please. <laughs> what was the budget on this one? Uh, well, uh, I don't have it for just this one. For both of the films, back to back, The Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions, it was three hundred million. So one Pirates of the Caribbean. But to be fair, uh, at the time of the, uh, this release, this was the highest grossing R-rated movie in the world. So what did it? What did it actually make? Seven hundred and ninety-three point four million. Just this one? Wow. Yeah, what? just this film. Some of Holy that was me. Shit. Uh, opening weekend was uh, ninety-one point wow. seven million. This is still the fourth highest grossing R-rated film in the in the world. Still. Okay, but I have a question because obviously the first mm. movie was outstanding. And so how many of the people who went opening weekend regretted it immediately? <laughs> <laughs> the same, the same feeling when they saw episode one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, are there exit polls? We should do exit polling. (laughs) (laughs) This one did get a a lower uh, Cinescore than um, fucking uh, the first. The first one got like an A minus, and this one got like a B, B minus. Cinescore. A cinema score. Uh, It's uh, poll workers, poll people, when they leave a movie theater opening weekend, and they ask them to grade it uh, from an A plus to an F. Never been asked. Oh, I thought I was joking about that. I didn't know that was a real thing. 
Oh yeah, absolutely, it's a real thing. Yeah, they've been keeping that data data since uh, I don't know eighty five, eighty seven. Are you saying it's because we live in a flyover state? <laughs> yeah, bro. We live. Oh, yeah, no, I used to go to movies in New York. They should Hold care on. about what we think, bruh. Bro, nobody cares about the South. <laughs> no one asked me when I went to movies in New York. We're the Mid South. Dang it! Really, nobody asked you. You never, you never got pulled outside of a, a New York theater. Really? No, never. I got pulled unless outside. it was oh, like, that? like. Hold on, like I mean, I'm creepy. People come up and talk to me all the time, but like, uh, I, hey there, lady, what did you think of that me? movie? <laughs> oh, you, you saw the Matrix. Do you like trench coats? What do you yeah. think about this uh, one? <laughs> I don't see it. Look down <laughs> into the Matrix. <laughs> it's my tiny trench coat. Oh, Take no. this red pill, and I will tell you what the Matrix is. <laughs> And on that, I think uh, let's watch the trailer so we can uh, get, get Kristen uh, to think better of this film right here. Kristen, well, but wait, before on. we go on break, let's talk about the Rotten Tomato score so that I'm, again, not the only person who's hating on this. Oh, I, I didn't look up the Rotten Tomato score yet. Anybody that's, got it? That's the end of the podcast. Are you ready to end this now? <laughs> she probably we can. God damn. No, because he was talking about the Cine score. We can hold off. Okay. Stay tuned to hear how shitty this movie actually is. All right. <laughs> Bit rude. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to leave it just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stop. I believe it is our fate to be here. It is our destiny. I believe this night holds for each and every one of us the very meaning of our lives. This is a war, and we are soldiers. What if tomorrow the war could be over? Isn't that worth fighting for? Isn't that worth dying for? Come on! And we're back. That was a trailer for the Wachowskis Matrix Reloaded. That was a good trailer. If you're wearing a dress and you have pants on underneath it, is it still a dress? Or is it just a really, really long shirt? What do you say there, Kristen? Is Neo wearing a dress? Oh, is Neo wearing a dress? Because um... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, um, I, don't, I think it depends on what it looks like as to whether or not it's a dress or a shirt. When I he's guess... standing there, it looks like a dress. But when he's moving, it looks like a trench coat, but it's connected at the top. Wait, wait, what scene? Are we, the whole movie. The whole movie. Oh, when he's that, in that's the his, That's his Matrix dress. Um, isn't it's it like, like, a, it's like a robe. It's like a robe. It's, it's, like not, well, it's not like a robe, no, but it's like a monk it's a dress. outfit. No, because like, like um, think of like the monks who don't wear, they're not wearing, I mean, they're kind of wearing dresses, but they're like, it's like, it's not a dress that people who wear dresses would wear it's like a male dress for 
right? Like, isn't that what he's wearing? Well, it's it, almost it, got a Komodo look to it as well. Yeah. In the, in the Star Trek world, the, the men wear dresses. Uh, That's their dress uniform, believe it or not. Uh, so uh, I just, it's, maybe it's just a thing. Wait, okay, so okay, so uh, it looks like it it unbuttons and it's not um, a dress or a robe. It is a coat. It's just a long coat. It's very tight around the <laughs> midriff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is nothing like wrong <laughs> with tight clothing. And there's nothing wrong with a man wearing a dress. I was just wondering, it was Neil wearing a dress. If you're wearing uh, pants under a no, dress, is it still there's, a dress? There's definitely... Well, it can be, yeah. <laughs> but there are buttons. It is a coat. And it opens at the waist. It looks like... No, no, no. Sorry. Not at the waist. It goes um, lower. Right above... Yeah, it goes lower. No, no, no. Yeah. It opens He's right at the, up to the groin. Crotch. No, no. Look, yeah. He, no. It, it goes... Yeah, it goes up to the crotch. Yeah. There you go. That's, waistline. That's the, that is the waistline. No, he, the waistline is higher it, than the flies in it. It would be the hips. It would be the hips, not the waist. I, I think it's the best of both worlds, like having a cape, because the cape goes over your shoulders, and I figured it'd be, it would be wrapping around your head, because if you're flying around. So I think this is the best <laughs> of both worlds, because when you're flying, you still get that badass cape tail, which, yeah, you know, yeah. it looks it looks fucking awesome. And I don't know if that actually helps with like, aerodynamics or, or, like, you know, moving around <laughs> or whatever, so but actually, it fucking I, looks amazing. Well, and it's still better than having the shit over your shoulders, because say, I think that's just a lot, lot you know, if you, if you get, like, get a, caught a in, like, hard, turbines like, fucking and engines and wind like from out of nowhere, okay. yeah, it could just, like, okay. fuck you up. <laughs> actually, kind of on that note, though, I, I'm looking at the, his coat, and the issue that I would take with this is that even though it opens at the hips, it almost would be better if it went down to, like, the knees or something. To get the effect that you want, because what could happen when the wind blows is it could just like kind of throw the way it's opening right now. The wind could just kind of like throw it all around like to one side and it would not have the cool effect. It would look really stupid. So sort of like and when so he's flying and the wind is just flipping in, it around. And... Yeah, yeah. It still wouldn't work, but it would not be as embarrassing as wearing like a cape around the neck. It would be better than that. But I wonder, actually, if he could put in, like, some sort of, like, structure, like, wires or, I mean, even just, like, I mean, so I, don't, like Batman's I don't think people really can, like, do this. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. has to add electricity yeah. to it, then yeah. it, you know, yeah. pops out. Yeah, 100%. Got it, got it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not electricity. But, yes, yes, you could add something to it to give it more structure so that you could have that well, cool Neo effect. Could because just it's think about totally it a cool effect. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, you know he's re, he's remaking his his cape, shirt, coat while he's wearing it. <laughs> Dress. Yeah, wouldn't that be kind of cool if his like if his if his outfit like just sort of slightly updated like throughout the movie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he's like, oh, actually, he's I don't evolving. like the way. Yeah, but okay, but also kind of on the subject of wind, did anyone notice that of the people with hair, the hair was not moving when they were flying down the highway at all? When they were like, flying they were down standing, the highway. Sorry, like they were standing on um, like that semi Dirt. with all the cars, like trying to oh, have a yeah, conversation. That was totally fake. Well, because Morpheus and, doesn't have but hair. But their hair. No, I said <laughs> the people with hair. The people with hair. It was not moving. Like get a fan on those motherfuckers or something. Like Trinity has a lot of hair, and it was just like but, perfectly, uh, hold perfectly up. No, still. To be fair, hair nobody, doesn't move in the matrix. Yeah, nobody's hair moves in the matrix. Like ever? No, ever. like no. Even when Keanu Reeves is doing the flips and they're doing that for real. They have so much fucking product in his hair. It's not moving. His hair never goes up when he's doing those actual flips. It doesn't. I mean, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, that's but I, no, 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 hold it's on. It's like Griggs' hold hair. <laughs> God damn it, Jerry. <laughs> but I'm very saying, little though, product. Thank you very much. Standing 
on a highway with, and it's like, you know, 70 miles an hour, like that product is not going to do that much for you. Yeah, but it's also their digital image, you know? So they're like, I think they're on a green screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, put a fan on them. So, like, at least you have some movement. Because they built that stretch of a freeway. That's that's just a giant big set. And. They actually had a lady driving. The stunt driver was going up and down, you know, the freeway at like fifty to seventy miles an hour. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's a shot of her. Her hair is not moving. Uh, I think when Morpheus and Dude are fighting on the top of that truck, that's all composited in there. I know, but with her on the back of the motorcycle, she's not wearing a helmet. She's just wearing her sunglasses, and her hair's not moving. And you can clearly see the motorcycle going at speed. It's driving at least fifty miles an hour at that point. Her hair's not moving there. It's literally I'm, helmet it's consistency. hair. Yeah, come on. Come on. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm okay with it. <sighs> I mean, but no, as yeah. as a whole, that scene is pretty fucking fantastic. Like we we really haven't seen something like this at this scale and this level. I mean, like Mad Max is the first thing that comes to mind as a comparison, but did they do that? I haven't seen the second one or Thunderdome. Have they done something of this level? Or, Brian, your your film history is better than mine. That's what I'm asking. Uh, I mean, you know, there's always Fury Road. But that well, was yeah, no, no, but I'm saying before this. Like, this <laughs> this was like a landmark, like, holy shit, they're doing all this with cars. I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to compare because like, you look at things like the French Connection or Bullet or anything with a big car chase. Those motherfuckers were doing that shit for real. And, right. Like, this has got so much CGI. Like, even... Even though a lot of this was done with real real vehicles, you can still spot at least five CGI cars or oh, trucks yeah, yeah. in the yeah, frame yeah, for sure. at any given time. That's I mean, a good they point. look great, but you know, it's just it's kind of hard to compare because those people are doing it for real. I mean, the Road Warrior, man, fuck that that still holds up. It yeah. does still hold up. That's true. That 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 looks great, and that costs nothing. Like what, you know, of course, a couple of people almost died while making that movie, <laughs> but that's, that's not what we're you, talking Brian? about. That's nothing to you. <laughs> That's nothing. I just kind of love that, like, they took all the things that. All right, to Kristen's point, they did take all of the things from from the first movie, and they were like, you know what? We're gonna up the ante. We're gonna make it bigger. We're gonna make it better. We're gonna make all the vehicles be fucking Cadillacs. Everyone in the Matrix drives Cadillacs. Style. The, everybody in the Matrix has style, Griggs. Yeah. They all have fucking sunglasses. Yeah. They all drive Cadillacs. They all have yeah. amazing dress. Yeah, it was like, did Dresses. you like the shiny, like, pleather look? Everyone's wearing it now. Did you like that everyone wore sunglasses at night inside? Let's do that for everybody no, now. No, no, I know. I, 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 I did like that when they had that, like, first, like, little meeting in the mines where everybody's, like, immaculately dressed and they're all wearing their weird sun- sunglasses. And, and Morpheus has got his, his chair back, that same red chair from, from the yeah, with, Witch with Pill the Do You Want? Heads, and he's yeah. like... Yeah, this is my fucking chair. I took it everywhere I go. Fuck yeah, man. Right, wait, are you guys talking about the beginning or the end? Well, which, he's kind of mi- mix it. Both are the same. Oh. Like, when it, all these people sit standing around, some of them decided not to wear their sunglasses indoors. Oh, that's true. No but you're talking about, about at the very beginning when, when Neo oh, yeah, was yeah, like, when they're, when agents they're are coming, standing, get to your exits. And, and you actually yeah. have the panel lights in yeah. the shot. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Man, they said it's like, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's like the fucking lights are in the shot. Yeah, they're though. like, well, you know, they had to have lights for the room. It's cool because they we, set we, it we up. Made, it's fine. They made them look futuristic. I think yeah. they were actually fluorescents, but uh, and they kind of made them look like panels, uh, early panels or something. Something really weird. 
Man, they let the light, ref- like the lights being reflected in the sunglasses. They just let Dude, that shit go. So much. Dude, like the the first time when like uh, when uh, Smith comes in and he's talking to Neo yes, and, and just, Neo puts the sunglasses fucking on, light it, right it, there in his, in his it, glasses. It's just like the last time when fucking yeah. Morpheus was sitting in the chair. You could just see the fucking light in the sh- in his sunglasses, and you also see they're not doing a book light or anything. Yeah, they're doing no. straight straight bounce through through a twelve by yep. frame. Oh, straight, I don't like punch. I, I think it was like yeah. a fucking four by frame. I don't even think it was a twelve. Uh, at it best, it was a six eight. or an eight. At best, at yeah, best, it was not a twelve. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised. I no don't know. flags around it either. It no. was just fucking bare frame. Well, it's because it's a fucking close up, and like uh, it's just face and like random background that you just see blurriness. But it's so weird though, man. In that exact shot that Jared's talking about, they're going out of their way to like make sure they get Neo in those glasses, and then like on the the the, uh, the fucking other eyeball, it's like half of a it's white. All- <laughs> Giant box, yeah. and it's yeah. like, yep. and then, and then yep. all the other what smiths start showing up, and then, and then they're like, well, where's the big giant white square? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like at least where, give me some consistency. Where, where was the white monolith? Where'd that thing go, bro? <laughs> now, um, when uh, Neo's fighting all of the, um, all of them, all the agent smiths, and then it cuts over to the side, and then a standard agent comes around the corner, and then and then another agent smith comes over, and he converts him. And he goes, and then, you, you, yes, me, me, <laughs> me, 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 fucking love it's that shit, that, man. <laughs> in, in that in that conversation in the glasses, you see that they did a bounce off of a wall. They did a wall bounce yep, for his yep, fill. Yep, yep. And I'm like, you can just see what they're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's, it's like behind yeah. the scenes, in the scenes. Yeah, no shit. I just can't believe they left so much. I mean, like, you know, most people aren't looking at that. But, man, it was really noticeable in those sunglasses. Man, I kept thinking during that scene, like, when he, when he, Agent Smith transforms the other agent that is plugged into the Matrix, the the new, the one that talks, the agent that's always running yeah. around talking, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. only human. Agent Smith right there transforms him into an Agent Smith clone. Right. But we see him later in the movie. Okay, well, so there are multiples because he's not transforming the program; he's transforming the person that the program is currently occupying. I don't know, man, because he, when he transforms regular people and they leave the matrix, he goes with them. I don't know. So, like, if he transforms an agent, he's like, "Ah, well, I can't go with you. I just got the normal person." And I don't know. What? And, I don't know. What, what? And what happens when an agent answers the phone? Like they show, they show that. And was that a dream? Because like it what? pops to Neo. Like they, they, they show the guys uh, coming in, uh, and like uh, you saw two, two guys like jump down from a skylight, and then you see Agent Smith up 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 above him, and the guy's got you know he's like yeah, but we got this, and he's like you go first, and he gave him the thing, and the guy answers the call, and then the, and the guy they hang up, and then Smith comes down, the uh, he kills the guy or turns him into a fucking Agent Smith, and then he like answers the phone, yeah, and, and then he goes. And it sucks him. Well, like, okay. what, what happens at that point? Well, so that's what Brian into? was just talking about. Like that—that that is, and and that plays into it. They explained that was a different scene he was talking about. No, they explained that more in the in the third one. But that guy, his name's Bane. He leaves and he acts super crazy. Like there's a close up of one point in the real world where he's like got a knife in his hand. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" So and that's the guy at the so, end. Yeah. So yeah, he's the guy who comes table. up with the knife is that guy because at the end yes. I was like who the fuck because yes. it was like bam 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 and I was like what the fuck just happened that's Agent Smith yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's the guy that Agent Smith is oh, in that dude in the real world no shit right, world. So that makes yeah. sense yeah. Yeah. yeah he's the one that set off the EMP right, it that, just went up like 
a I'll tiny point. <laughs> so a- Agent Smith is in the real world, and that's also one of the reasons why, like Neo is like, "Holy shit, I can feel the machines," and I'm in the real world, but I'm like not gonna like. Is the, this was like before Wi-Fi was a big thing, right? Like, so like <laughs> we. <laughs> <laughs> Even has his power in the real world is Wi-Fi. Oh, oh Neo! Wi-Fi <laughs> Neo had five G before anybody, yeah. bro. Like he's he's not plugged in. How is he talking to other computers? His fucking Wi-Fi. Well, he's yeah. the one. Man. Last week cookies. This week Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And you know the beginning, fucking uh, like Trinity answers on a cell phone, and she gets pulled out of the Matrix. But then later, people are still going she to didn't landline, answer on a so... cell phone, pull out of the no, Matrix. Yeah, nobody. No. Can... And she and she like running, and then she fucking. Or was that in a dream? No, it was that in his dream. That might have been the. She dream. answers a fucking cell phone. That might have been the dream. She doesn't get pulled, get pulled out, out on then. the cell phone. Yes, she does. She turns into fucking the shit. It's at the very beginning of the movie. No. They they go through a lot of effort to emphasize that you can only go in and out of the Matrix through hard lines. I know what I'm saying. I could have sworn that And the cell phones are out. just them them communicating. The only time I even remember her with a cell phone was uh, the motorcycle sequence. Yeah. At the very beginning. At the very beginning. she, she The hour mark? She, she, hour and 20 minute mark? I'm talking no, about the, that the motorcycle opening oh, scene. No, I'm talking about well, the opening scene. She actually answers a cell phone and then it turns in. She no, turns she into says, the I'm in. She says, she I'm in. That was and huh. and then later because that's that's the precursor that. that's that's the dream where we're actually seeing the whole fight scene for right her that's it. That, that's his premonition in. that they yeah. keep going to yeah but that that cell phone is her saying I'm into the place where I needed to get and then at the hour mark we see what that actually is it's the power station and she's the one who has to actually you know break it down because the other people die she's the one that kills it yeah yeah right okay so what did you guys think about the fight scenes that go all cartoony oh well, like when he grabs the pipe and he starts like you know uh just whipping everybody's ass yeah. with that uh like when i saw I, so i actually saw this one in the theater and i was like yeah. just so into it and i thought the fight scenes were fucking fantastic and then as soon as it goes into that like well we have to animate it now because the moves are just not humanly possible it just took it takes me out of it and it still takes me out of it i thought like watching it 10 15 years later i'll be like ah oh, maybe it's still pretty fine but like it still feels so like, ah, did you really need all of this stuff? No, they could, should have scaled it back. I could definitely see the shift, but it didn't bug me like I thought it would. Maybe it's because I watched it so many times. Yeah, this this was the, this was the I, I saw it in the theater and then I saw it yesterday. Oh, wow, that's it? Today. Okay. I definitely watched this one almost as many times as I watched the first one. I don't mind the bad CGI. I mind the creative step down and the direction they're going like bullet time was so fucking badass yeah and it was a pretty simple effect it's really just like like the coolest shot bullet time shot is neo just dodging some bullets and it's fucking awesome and that's all he's doing i like that all i like that shot better than any shot in this movie Mm -hmm. any goddamn one of them it's just it it, they were doing slow-mo and they're they're like i got Think they're trying to recreate bullet time with this, but stuff it was like animated bullet time. Ooh, yeah, no, they just, are. Yeah. They are. It's kind of the next level of that. Well, no, Especially it's not with, the next level. No, the, the whole, the whole, the whole opening of her going through the fucking like the glass and it goes all around her and like they're no, those, doing those bullet shots time are pretty fucking in, dope when she's flying out of the building fall. and she's shooting in free fall. So it like the guns look terrible super animated, shot by the way. But I <laughs> know. <laughs> I just feel terrible like shot. I feel like those shots are just are 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 shots that you would normally shoot those sequences from they're just slowed down i don't feel like those are bullet time sequences i don't feel like the world is like momentarily stopping 
and I'm observing an event, that just feels like a bunch of slow-mo sequences, bro, because that's it's, what it is. It's slowed down like like uh, like Superman when he's, like, you know, running the speed of a bullet, you know, and they're, like, chasing that I, kind of I've speed. seen that before. Like, yeah, I mean, you did it with a camera that doesn't cut, but I've seen this. I'm just I'm disappointed with that. I, like, I felt that way leaving the theater, first viewing. I, I don't know. Even the first few when you walk out, it's just kind of like, God damn it, man. I saw that motherfucker fly. I was told he could fucking remake the Matrix as he saw fit. That's what I was fucking sold the last fucking movie. <laughs> and in this movie, he's still kung fu fighting. Why don't you just fucking take a building and rip it down on these fuckers? Better yet, why don't you just, like, make a hole in the floor and suck them in the hole and then... Put the floor back, and then they're stuck in the ground. I don't know. Think of all the cool <laughs> shit you could fucking do. Think of, you could literally, like, last movie, when he saw Agent Smith, what did he do? He went inside him and then blew him apart. Why are we fighting agents again? That's I, a I really feel like good point. Yeah, We're regressing. Oh, oh like, they're upgrades. I can't just fight you with one hand anymore? Yeah. What the hell? It did kind yeah, of seem like a, a step backwards. That's kind of what I meant when I felt like it was just lacking imagination and they were just pandering to the best parts of the first movie because there really was not very much that was like very innovative in this. Like like when you watch something like The Matrix, like I'm sorry, but my standards are going to be very, very high because that was such an incredible movie. And then to have this be your sequel it, without like really building anything without yeah like neo can do anything so why isn't he does he just lack imagination or or is it just not like you know what i'm saying like that that was my biggest issue with it damn it's counter reeves fault you're too stupid you didn't think of anything good <laughs> well it could what? be i mean look, you, look he he's this? kind of a boring person so, i didn't like... mean actually counter reeves i meant like you know neo the character <laughs> no i meant like the character yeah yeah yeah. not counter reeves sorry Keanu i meant the reeves character neo is, is kind of boring <laughs> fucking human saint so <laughs> he gives his seat up to ladies on subway cars it's <laughs> <laughs> a good video <laughs> That everybody in the world see for some reason somehow. Oh, <laughs> I think he I think he sets these things up and like you know he's, he's, he's like he's like you got the camera you got the camera all right we'll just wait right, we'll, we'll go around again if no one comes it's fine. I, I like the shot of him like carrying the apple boxes up the stairs and, the, and somebody comes and tries to take it from him he's like Arr! but what you don't know is that's the chair he's going to sit on. When he gets <laughs> <laughs> he's like no I carry this fucking apple box everywhere I go because I need a place to sit the fuck down. It's actually his apple box he brought yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. He's, he's, like, yeah, he's signed it just so no one takes it and then someone takes it oh. because they're like, it's his autograph, I'm taking it. I, uh, I, I saw a picture uh, that Kevin Smith posted on his Twitter the other day of, of his dog and, and in the background there was an apple box and I wrote on there, I said, uh, true filmmaker, I uh, love the apple box and I, he gave me a little like there on that. So classy. Apple box love. You're not a filmmaker unless you got a random Apple Box <laughs> Let's see your Apple Box Griggs now. <laughs> I don't have any Apple Boxes, Jared. Sorry. Oh, is it? Oh, it's a little one. Oh, it is an Apple Box. Okay, there we go. I like it. I feel like that is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled out a fo- an Apple phone box. I feel like he gets a C. You know, just for being creative there. <laughs> it's, it's an Apple <laughs> Box that my computer sits on. There's two of them, actually. So we really got to talk about this. Uh, oh, really? Do, do, what? I guess we talked about it a little bit, but I feel like we didn't really go. And it it is weird the fucking the beginning of this movie, right? How mm-hmm. does does it feel like it's just piecemealed sex like segments, like in the beginning? 
Like like it's vignettes? Almost. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And I actually thought I was watching the wrong movie because I didn't know what was happening. And it seemed so completely random and like nothing was making any sense to me. And so I thought I'd accidentally started the third movie. It kind of seems like a TV show, too, with like the, all the counselors coming in and, hey, <laughs> we got a world build with the <laughs> the, the political uh, <laughs> social commentary. It's just so, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's I, like. Well, George put a whole giant scene in his movie with like politics and the Senate chamber. We gotta, (laughs) we gotta at least have like two or three people that are like making decisions, right? Like we gotta do something. Yeah. Also, I don't know if the the love triangle with uh, Morpheus, Niobe, and uh, yeah, what's the fucking general's name? He's got a stupid character name, General Locke. That, that, that's his last. What, what's his whole name? Is, is it like Deadlock or something? No. Or Boltlock? Or it, I swear to God, they said it. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's it's John Locke? No, that's. I gotta look that up. It was something stupid. First she was with Morpheus. Now she's with Locke. Oh, got it. That's that's their entire character backstory. Oh yeah, they just had him as Commander Locke. No, it, was a, it was a little bit of an entanglement. Yeah. They just they I I feel like it was like a weird attempt to make Morpheus have some level of three dimensionality. It kind of plays a couple times, or at least tries to play. I don't feel like it adds a lot, honestly. I think everybody was really subdued in this one. Like all their all their acting. Like I don't know, and like Morpheus and Trinity and all, they're just really solemn. Well, that's what Kristen said in the last one. That's just living in the Matrix, maybe, or living in the real world. It's just kind of like fucking blah. Kristen's biggest point on the last episode was I wish they had a little bit more personality and life. Some emotion, you know? Yeah, they didn't do any of that kind of stuff. Trinity and Neo are supposed to be in love, but I don't really feel that. I mean, besides their, like, epic fuck scene. uh, (laughs) Well, as soon as the the, uh, elevator clears out, (laughs) those bags hit the floor and they hit each other. You know what I'm saying? That makes no sense. They were in a room on the Nebuchadnezzar. They're not fucking in a room. Yeah, I know, but saying... Yeah, they, they, they're in the. It made no sense. Why do we have to fuck on uh, in Zion? Is there no fucking on on fucking um, on Morpheus's ship? He's like, look, if I'm not getting laid, no one's fucking on this ship. That's why Cypher left. I find out that you're fucking. I'm gonna fucking uh, send you out of airlock. The walls like, are too thin in this ship. All right, nobody wants to hear you screwing in the. No next one wants room. to hear it. No one wants to smell it. It's not happening. Nobody's bathing. It's true, but that was partly why I thought the the scene with Monica. Bellucci was so funny was because she was like you guys are so obviously in love it's all yeah, over what, both really? of you and I was like what I didn't see that at all like I thought that that line yeah, was she she kind of tilted her head a couple times at him so clearly obviously because you can't see eyes under those sunglasses like so they're they're side eyeing each other all the time well <laughs> uh, like I said last week I remember this and I don't care for it, but I remember the style being very popular in the late 90s and the early aughts where people were just very sort of robotic and just delivered the lines and did not have any emotion in it. That was, I don't know if that was necessarily a genre, but that there were a lot of TV shows and movies where that happened. It feels very dated to me at this point. I don't know. I I guess I can agree with what you guys are saying a little bit here, but like, I don't did you guys see that uh, giant speech that Morpheus gave? That doesn't For seem like... For 100 years, we I... are still here! He seemed like he yeah, was... It's a, uh, great, it's a great speech. Yeah, chewing the scenery up a bit much. 
Not really. I feel like what? Could... after that though. I'm talking about after that. Like I don't all know. the other scenes. I mean, him, that's that's that, that scene specifically. Like, yeah, I, I saw some some BTS stuff when it was coming out, and he was like talking about like, yeah, we had all these extras, and uh, you know, I, I really leaned into my uh, stage acting history and kind of try to play it up in that. And I think it totally reads like he was, you know, playing it up for the audience. But that's the only time that he's really emotional and emotive on screen. I, I mean, I get it with Keanu Reeves, and I, I get what you guys are saying, I guess maybe a little bit with Trinity, but... Actually, hold on. The guy who shows the most emotion in this whole movie the is the French guy. <laughs> yep. Maybe that's yep. why I like him so much. He's He's interesting, and he has personality, and yes, he enjoys aspects of life. You know, I just... Yeah, he's... No, he he's totally the steals person. the whole movie in his like yeah. tiny little scene. He's fantastic, for sure. Like, are you allowed to like if you if you're one of these people who are out like saving people? Are you allowed to like you know take a take a trip into the holodeck and, <laughs> and, go, and actually go and have a nice steak? Or I don't know if you can because if you remember in the first one, the little was it mouse or somebody? I don't know their names. Um, but he was like, hey, did you like the girl in the red dress? Because I can hook you up and somebody called him a pimp. And so I don't know that you can. You, I think you have to pay the price. You have to pay in order to go enjoy something. I don't know. They were using that construct to open the ship doors. Like when uh, the Nebuchadnezzar comes back in. Like oh, you yeah, see, yeah, everybody yeah. was like plugged into the construct. Like I, I, don't, I guess all the door operators or the gun operators that – are looking after those mine shafts. Yeah. And it shows them and they're in that white room with all the little buttons and everything. Yeah, that was weird. So I guess yeah. like they could be like, ooh, whoa. Can I also get a steak while I'm here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, while we're here. Yeah. I would like a pa- uh, like 10, 10 packets of Reese's. We got that Reese's, next please. door coming open. <laughs> the cups. <laughs> we're going to need steak. Those are amazing. Lots of steak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I did wonder why they had those. Like, man, what do you need the do you need a jack into the matrix to open doors? I don't know. No, I just felt like it was them kind of repurposing what they were born into in ways that are a little bit more effective. Like it's human ingenuity showing that they're just trying to be resourceful with with what they have. Because there like there's it seems like there are kind of two two sides of of the citizens in in Zion. 100% homegrown normal human that don't have any you know, you can't get jacked in, so you're guy, you're the ones that are running the ships and making food and stuff like that. And then the people that got out of the Matrix, they're like, well, we can, like, look at video cameras and stuff, right? Like, we can do something. Man, that, that was driving me crazy, too. All those people were, like, offering, bringing all their offerings to uh, Neo. When he, when he, so much. Yeah. So much. There was a woman in the background. She has got a goddamn plate of fucking potatoes. <laughs> and I'm just like, I thought they ate protein slop, and this woman is offering Neo potatoes inside. How are you throwing potatoes? There were like nuts and other types of fruits or something, like figs or some shit. There was like, you know. Yeah, they, they got a lot of whole plate of walnuts. <laughs> that, that, yeah. I feel like there was an attempt at a world building that they just didn't really think through. Like, maybe that's why they're frustrated sitting on the Nebuchadnezzar for months at a time or weeks at a time or whatever. And they have to eat that goddamn goop every day. Instead of going down to that power like station underneath when, when he's talking to that alderman or whatever the fuck the guy was. Uh, <laughs> like, he's the, the city councilor. <laughs> the councilman, yeah. Like, uh, he should have been gone down to where they're like to the, to the plant where they fucking repurpose everybody's shit into more <laughs> fucking like power source or something, you know? Yeah. So just yeah. Sh- like, give, give us some more world building on instead of like there's a fucking 
machine that runs our world, uh, you know, which plays into the end when you find out the machines actually set all this up and build it, you know, to repurpose the cycle. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's yeah, yeah. the general idea of, of what they uh, what so they're all of this is for nothing. So. <laughs> Everybody's but like, is everybody going to be the same? And, and like, is, it's like on a hundred year cycle. Right. But how does everybody come back to be the same? Because on all the little video screens, weren't those the other Neos that have been? OK, there so before? I, I was thinking about this a lot. I think all of those screens, those are possible choices he could have made. No, those so are the, previous versions. No, of those it. are previous Neos. Yeah. Well, there's. Okay, but the versions, the version, the there are other screens of other people, but when it's just Neo, those are just oh, those, other. Those are all him. Those are all potential choices that he could make, because like when when he says something and like all the Neos are just like bullshit, and then he says bullshit, like those are all the potential choices. And then he chooses one, and then there's other ones where where like Neo's freaking out, and then it just zooms in on one screen, and then it comes into the real version of Neo, and he makes that choice. So those are all things that he could be doing. And and the system is trying to figure out what are the choices he could make and we're going to fi- fix the algorithm based on the actual choices that he makes because that's what they say the problem is. The problem is choice. Actually, if you listen real closely to those TV screens, you can actually hear them in, in the background. And there's a, uh, I think it's when the, the architect is like, oh, yeah, this is the sixth iteration. One of them actually says, I'm the fifth, I'm the fourth, I'm the third. Yeah, you hear oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I it's think, always Neo? The, it, it, that's what I'm saying. So that doesn't make so sense. Like, and the, so everybody else is going to... So, so if if everybody's born... So the, are they are they replicating so, the same people off the same DNA every time? Well, no. Look, Neo's going back to the source, right? And that saves everybody in the Matrix. That resets the whole choice predicament. Wait, hold on. It doesn't. He has to choose... Uh, like sixteen females and eight males, and so I think other people can. Those are the people be to, those, those, those are the people, the people for Zion. Yeah, those are the people that he's going to unplug from the Matrix, and uh, those people of his choosing, and he takes them and they rebuild Zion. Well, right, but I'm saying like those people can change, though. What do you mean they can change? Well, so the people, you're right. The people populating Zion could be different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't know who he chooses and who he has. So it's not, chosen. so like every Morpheus is the same, or apparently not, because in the new movie, maybe not. No, no, Morpheus wouldn't be the same. No, uh, like Neo's, Neo's the same every time because he's the anomaly that is made every time. The cyst, it's not perfect. He's the main character, and it's built around him. So, <laughs> so both both of the choices every time, you know, like he's always got to make a choice. He's always programmed like from the get go to love humanity. The only thing that's different this time is now that he loves Trinity. It's one specific person as opposed to loving everyone. Which was, which, well, hold on, which was predicated by the Oracle. Exactly. The Oracle Who is trying... also a construct of the fucking Matrix. Exactly. And the Oracle even says in the movie that the only, the, the way she sees the future is together. So she wants the machines and the humans to stop fighting, right, in the war. And if the one goes back to the source and just keeps loving humanity, then we're just perpetuating this cycle of war and violence over and over again. Something has to break this cycle. Something has to change. That's what the Oracle's trying to do. Yeah, they're just trying to make get him to make another choice. And so that is why, as we discussed last week, the Oracle and Morpheus and everyone is trying to get Neo to fall in love with Trinity in hopes that it will make him choose something different. And then if he can choose something different then maybe there will be a different outcome this time. It's actually a very cool concept that makes me angry that the movie is so stupid. 
Damn. <laughs> I don't think the movie's stupid. Damn. I, like, it, it's not can stupid. the movie I'm being be qualified very harsh. As- I'm, I'm being a little, a little harsh. It's just, I would edit it a, a lot little. out. I would edit a lot out. That's all right. All that's fair. But but that's that's the struggle with a movie like this is that like when the concept is so high level and so good, yeah, some of the things that they add in for the sake of marketability and wide audience appeal might not add to the the high level concept. But like, is the movie shitty if they have to make the things in order to be able to make the money? Like if if it, if it's this this heady and this epic and this cool. Is it still a shitty movie? I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say this. Math, I, I, I feel like we're we're at ratings now. Wait, hold on. We didn't talk about the architect at all. I mean, we did a little bit, but I thought that was the whole concept there was really cool. I loved all of the TV screens. That room was really neat, and everything he said, the way it was so matter of fact. And I honestly really like how, regardless of your personal religious beliefs. I don't really care. Um, The fact of the matter is that human beings are sort of designed to believe in something. And so I absolutely loved that the way that the architect like also does not give a shit, but was like, no, no, no. Like this is how I'm going to get, I'm going to have, I'm going to set all of this up so that you're the one and people will follow you. And it plays into this whole Messiah thing, whether you believe it or not. I mean, that it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, but that's the way he set it up. And I just think, I don't know. I think there's so much that's interesting about what he's saying and how they portrayed it and the way everything in this whole world is set up. I really liked that scene a lot. And apparently that was one of the scenes that people did not like, according to one article I read. <laughs> oh, no, people yeah. fucking hated it. People Why? Were it's like, so good. That was like the best. That is the best part the best. of this movie. <laughs> 100%. But it was also like one of the most mocked. Like Saturday Night Live did uh, a, uh, a they did MTV a sketch on movie that awards. Scene. Is that when it was? Yeah, it was the MTV when, with uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, and Will Smith. <sighs> Not Will Smith. Wow, Will Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Will yeah. Ferrell plays the the architect <laughs> with that Colonel Sanders wig. <laughs> oh my God, it's so <laughs> fucking good. Have you seen that, Kristen? No, I don't think all I right, have. I'm going to share that after this yeah, because it's amazing. Because all of the where he's like ergo. Vis-a-vis concurrently. <laughs> <laughs> like all those big words that are so perfect in the scene. At some point, Will Ferrell just starts shouting those, and it's amazing. Vis-a-vis concurrently! <laughs> yeah, I actually, I do wish there was a little bit more, but I don't really know what they would do with him. But I loved that scene a lot. That was probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Um, I, I, I enjoyed I, The Frenchman, too. I don't know. The Frenchman's one. fantastic. But I do love the idea that, like, where the architect is like, if I'm the father, then the um, the Oracle is the mother of the Matrix. And, like, that's that's a really interesting, like, you thought you knew who the Oracle was, but also she's another part of the system. They just, they, they do that, like, three or four times where you're just, like, you think you figured out the whole thing. And then here's this new information that completely changes everything that you just thought you knew. Well, kind of on that, I don't understand exactly why they keep going back to the Oracle when she has just lied to them and manipulated them. And they're like, no, but we need to go talk to her. And they're like, can we trust you? And she's like, I don't know. Can you? The answer is no, you cannot. Um, but still, they're like, OK, well, we're, we'll do what she wants, <laughs> which is fine. Like, it's how we have a movie. But I still don't. What other choice why. do they have? I mean, they can either go to Zion and fight with the other humans or they can give this a shot. It's- 
Sure. No, I understand that. I look, I don't, I'm not criticizing them for going along with her. I just think it's funny that they keep going back to her. I don't know. I feel and, like that's part of the statements that, yeah, that they're making about me. religion and faith and human struggles to like try and believe in something that's bigger than themselves that like they have all this information and and they have all this physicality of like, well, the mach- there's 250,000 machines for one for each person in the city or whatever and they're like well we can still believe in something bigger than ourselves well like yeah but fuck we need all the ships to like protect us because goddamn, there's a lot of machines coming well i just need to believe in something bigger than like that's yeah, I, I just feel like great. that's, that's part it. of what makes the matrix like such a great like sci-fi because it's not just sci-fi it's not just oh let's let's go into space and think about interesting things it's we're dealing with faith we're dealing with religion we're dealing with humanity and the struggles that we want to feel like we're a person and i i don't know i like no all that's those things. no you're right it's it's brilliant it should be brilliant it should be brilliant <laughs> it should be brilliant <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what that means uh, <laughs> it's so close it it's, it's so not. close to being brilliant <laughs> Okay, but wait, before we do the ratings, we have to do the the other people's ratings, Jared. What what is uh Oh, Jar- Jared's on top of the uh, rotten tomatoes. I don't even think Jared's listening to us anymore. Throw us a throw a tomato at us, Jared. Jared is definitely The not- sound effects bombardment. <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects bombardment couldn't hide the lack of sense and substance. Mm-hmm. If you're 14 or younger in age God or damn. sensibility, you may giggle at some of the bond mots, bonds mots. I don't get it. Everything I wanted in a Matrix sequel. That's a good one. Wait, what? What, what, what are you reading? <laughs> what is this? Uh, I'm, on, I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics reviews for the just uh, give us the damn number. We don't the want cri- their the critics violence. summaries. We don't care about the critics. <laughs> no, she said she wanted to hear some of the shit. The encoding. <laughs> we just want the number. Give us the number. Uh, okay, here it is. Come down to the numbers. The audience score is a 72. Oh, wow. And the tomato meter is a 73. Wow. That's very, very close. Holy shit. Look, Christian, I know you were bored by most of the action scenes, but, you know, (laughs) thrilling edge of the edge of the seat excitement, I believe, is the cliched phrase. How many other movies have have straight razors fighting in a car with with. Catalog seatbelts tying up the string razors. Oh, and can we talk about how? Around. Hold on, because you know what else was really stupid was when they were like <laughs> out on like the highway or wherever they were, and like Morpheus is like, way. "Don't worry, I've got my sword." Fuck yeah, because he was fucking badass. He had a samurai sword, and he was yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did. Awesome. Yeah, he did. It, it was, was fucking so awesome. stupid. I hated it. Oh, what? That was dumb. I loved every second with that fucking samurai no, sword. The sword was excellent. His slow-mo shot when he comes around with that fucking samurai sword after cutting the fucking side of the car and then brings up that little pistol that oh, just, like, auto-fires. Oh, my fucking oh, God. Oh, oh, God. It's yes. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Lost my fucking mind. The only question I have, did those twins die there? Because... When the explosion happens, we see that you they, see they got thrown up, up into the air. Yeah, yeah. but and and they were all ghosted out. Yeah, so I don't think so. They were transparent, right? And when they're transparent, they just, they can just, yeah, they, yeah. But we never see them. I think they're they out of just, phase uh, with the Matrix. I think they ghosted us. They look like <laughs> Doctor Who ghosts when they when they turn all like you know Doctor Who with wish, their teeth. Look, wish they, they could look that yeah, good. Yeah, Doctor Who couldn't do that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that that Trinity's like that's a neat trick. 
Like that's all you have for that? That's it. That's an intro. The, everybody who is in the Matrix is on Valium. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be to live in that world. That's what I'm saying. It's just so terrible in the real world. They're just like fuck. And for some reason, they're celibate in the Matrix. They're not allowed to have steak and fucking like. To, you Man, know, I'd be like walking to, past people in nice restaurants. I'm just, telling you, I'm gonna grab your steak. If and we just were on a mission, I would like, be you know? drinking fucking milkshakes, <laughs> and I would be fucking having cheesecake, <laughs> and fucking like you know, I'd be wearing Hawaiian shirts and shit. You know, <laughs> wearing giant fucking like aviator sunglasses. Like fuck all this hot leather shit. Like fucking. <laughs> giant <laughs> handles of whiskey like i'm gonna come for you yeah. with one hand while Fuck I'm it. it doesn't matter <laughs> if you get drunk in the matrix am i drunk back in the real world like <laughs> like do i come out like sloshed right, i'm like Fuck, exactly man i've been drinking that synthahol again <laughs> like, <laughs> find me the, the drunk Engine foodie degreasing. wearing the hawaiian clothes bring him here <laughs> i mean do you think the reason they don't like they can't like sit and eat at a restaurant or have sex or do anything in the matrix is because you have to have somebody sitting there watching you and like ready to call like pull you back. Like, do you think that's why? Wait, what? <laughs> you I don't know. Like, like they're, they're gonna go in the matrix and they're to gonna fuck, and somebody's watching that that screen somebody, with all yeah, the stuff going on, being like, right oh. there watching over your like comatose body, watching what you're doing. Like that would be weird, right? Maybe that's why. No, nah, man. I mean, like, if you want to stay and watch this, that's on you, baby. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, no, you no, know? no. If you're going to hang back, then you got to clean up after my, uh, my little thing when I'm done. <laughs> you you got you you to be the free. jizz mopper. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible. You, th- you, think, you think Neo and Trinity go into the uh, Matrix and, and, and have their little flings every now and then? Like, but they're like, you know. <laughs> You know, like you end up having sex in every room in the house, and like eventually, like you got to do it in the matrix think, too, right? Oh, they'd be so much happier if they did. That there's just no way. Morpheus goes over and he's just looking at all the green numbers, and he's like, "That's fucking hot." <laughs> and somehow we've managed to bring it back around to Matrix Born again. It's, it's the Matrix Born Reloaded. I don't think I saw Morpheus on uh. any of the porn that I investigated last week. Oh, you can't have it without the glasses, man. There has no, 100%. to be. I, don't know. I would also like a samurai sword in his hand. His glasses were a little more updated this time. I like the little the wire in the middle. It was a little more designer. Nice. Man, I love it when he gets on top of that fucking uh, 18 wheeler. He takes those things off. He's like, all right, such a it's cool about to shot. fucking go down. Oh, yeah. You made me take my glasses off. <laughs> now go kick his ass. Okay, Tatum. <laughs> Quick, throw some salt over your shoulder. <laughs> oh, All right, are we at ratings for real now? I think so, Brian. All right. Let's rate The Matrix Reloaded. Who's going first? I'll go first. Uh, I'm just going to start off super strong. This is not a great sequel. And, like, Back to the Future 2, Empire Strikes Back kind of levels. Um, but, fuck, Clone if Wars. this isn't just amazing, it, it gives us more of the world. It, it does all of the things that we loved about the first one, and it, and it does more of those things. Um, so they took all the, the sequel formulas, and they were like, well, let's just do that again. We've made a lot of movie sequels before. Let's just do that. I think most of it works really well. I love the world building. I love seeing like new characters like the Merovingian. I love seeing fucking Zion and like this is what humans have been living in for 
at least a hundred something years and maybe it's true that all this stuff is like been repeating and it's actually like four or five hundred years we don't know it's craziness i love all of the the set design and the the props and most of the cinematography works really well um the action set pieces i think pretty well executed um are some of them kind of boring maybe if you're invested in what's happening i think it's pretty interesting um but i can understand how you know some people are like eh they're they're yeah no they're fighting cool tell me when something interesting happens i when i watched this i was like oh my god these fight scenes are amazing like look neo's picking up a sword and he's fighting people and they're like they're jumping and he's not dodging bullets anymore he's just stopping them this is so cool uh, i'm gonna give it an 8.5 because there's things that could be better in the story versions of the stuff you know like maybe they could have spent a little bit more time cooking the script but i feel like the execution of what they actually landed on was pretty fucking top notch i love this movie when it came out i think as for what it was it still holds up for all the things that i loved they just didn't let it cook long enough 8.5 that's solid it's very high for something that's undercooked and raw. Whoa, hold hey, on, girl. You hold on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not, it's not your turn. It's not your turn. Uh, been undercooked? Uh, I think we got to like, balance this out Undercooked or... <laughs> Some people would say medium rare is undercooked, but uh, I'd say it's pretty perfect. Can't do blue, but... Uh, um, this movie is, uh, <laughs> is interesting. Um I don't think that this was ever a plan. I, I think that, you know, it was supposed to be one film and just be done. Am I right? And then they, yeah, and then they made a bunch of money that, and they were sure. like, holy shit, we, we need to come up with something. That sounds accurate. Well, I think so, it, they always had uh, the two movies in the back of their mind. But when the first one made a shit ton of money, they were uh, it was some plane ride. They were going to a year, about a year after the movie was released in some foreign country. And that's when... One of the uh, Wachowski siblings was like, oh, my God, hey, I got this great big uh, story idea, and I want to do video games and all this other shit. We're going to tie it all together. And then they spent like a, a year writing this. Hmm. So that's how that went down. Yeah, because there is a video game that goes along oh, with I've, this I've, that has I've some of the played the shit out of that mini- video game. 100%. Did you? Yeah, it was so fucking fun. Oh, my God. A lot of the same actors are actually shot live action sequences. Yeah. They shot like a yeah. whole nother like, like. 25 30 minute like short film level worth of of extra scenes for the video game and it all ties back in yeah it's, it's like 45 minutes yeah it it, it is wow. yeah it's got jada Pinkett smith uh monica bellucci well, and all of them yeah and the asian guy too like oh man they were being shit. cutting edge you know like you know they, they they changed filmmaking and then well that's cool you know it felt like if it, it felt forced a little bit but still you know brian you say how it, you weren't you weren't surprised by things that you saw in this. Like, it felt like old hat. But I still found most of it to be very enjoyable. Like, those really long action sequences, they're really fucking cool. Like, you know, they, they, they're doing some really neat shit. My only, like, big thing with that is is that none of the ba- none of the fight scenes feel like they have any weight. It, it, it's, 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 like, it's, like, um, it's like combat ballet. And, and especially the way that people are like being flung around on wires and stuff, and like the way that, that like you know, there's a shot where Neo like jumps from the ground and he does this like backflip and lands up on a up on a balcony. Yeah. There's yeah. no weight to it. Well, keep in mind, it, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out in between the Matrix and this movie. So 
I don't care about that. That that that's the style, <laughs> and 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 I'm talking I about that, like you know this that movie's style was more of a floaty, and it was the same uh, choreographer, yep. and you can kind of so. see. Yeah. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, you can. You yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't movies. like that. I don't like that. When when you hit somebody and, and they do that little spin, you you hit them so fucking hard that they like spin in the air. I want them to fucking spin and land. Like don't don't like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Good. You know, it, it's like that slow sometimes. You definitely feel them on wires. I don't know. I I, I like a little more uh, brutal <laughs> battle. I guess this is more elegant. You know, maybe that's the point of it. Maybe Neo is so badass that he can just like make everything a little floaty. Um, maybe that adds to the dream aspect to it. But overall, I find it to be um, it, it's enjoyable. I'm excited to see where it goes in the next one. I haven't seen it as well since the theater, so I don't really know what happens. Um, hopefully, there's thousands of uh, Agent Smiths. <laughs> there's a thousand Sentinels, bro. It's gonna get real. Oh, really? We're, getting, we're actually we're, we're in the real world. Thousand more. Sentinels. Really? One for every man, woman, and child in Zion. That is just the thinking of a machine. To, oh, what does he say? I forget what it is. It's a stupid. <laughs> that line. sounds like just that's right. The thinking hey. of a machine to me. Because the motherfucker doesn't speak. He doesn't do contractions at no, all. No, he speaks like Cannot. a robot because everybody's on volume. Say Anyways, can't. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it an eight. This movie is an eight. An eight. Right. Yeah. Respectable. Respectable. It's a solid. Kristen, you want to go next? You going last? Uh, I'll go next. Sure. Now it's interesting, Jared, that you talk about. Um, the weightlessness of the fighting because maybe that's what I didn't like either because it nothing really felt like there was any that didn't feel like there was any gravity there were no stakes I wasn't I couldn't really get invested because I didn't feel like anyone was going to get hurt and I wonder if that had to do with the choreography well it's kind of like how in in, in um, Star Wars when they started doing all that like ballet style fighting it just feels very rehearsed yeah uh, yeah, and I, I could kind of see like where they were going with that, but it just didn't. I don't know. It didn't really fit this the style of the movie. I don't know. Anyway, um, so we can add that to my list of things I didn't like. Also, <laughs> um, I'll start with the good things. Okay, like I actually really like the premise, um, the plot that is really non-existent for most of the movie. Like when it actually, you know, when you figure out what's happening, like. No, it's actually really good. I feel like there's this, this, you can see that the genius of the first movie is there buried underneath all of the crap. Um, I love the scene with the architect, with the oracle, um, with the Frenchman. Like there are shining moments in this movie. There are really cool moments when Neo stops all of the bullets and he just holds up his hand and they all just you know, the wall of bullets, you know, that's really cool. I, I feel like especially that this movie is particularly disappointing coming off of the first one, though, because there's very little to advance the story, at least not in the two hours and 10 minutes. Like they advance the story in like a whopping 20 to 30 minutes. Like the rest of it is nonsense. Um, and they just... Yeah, it's just it's just an exaggeration of some of the cool stuff in the first movie. And so I guess if you go into this, like like the reason I feel like I'm so harsh on this movie is because I was really expecting something amazing. And instead, it was just a generic action movie. And it shouldn't be. It isn't because you do have those really incredible scenes 
Um, you, it, this is obviously a sequel to the first one. Like it should not be a generic action movie. It's like, they just got all of this money and maybe there's pressure from the studio. Maybe it's not even the filmmaker's fault. Um, maybe the studio was like, no, no, no. Like let's add more to bring in more people, whatever the reason was. I absolutely hate it. You don't need to make, you cannot make a movie that appeals to everyone. You need to pick your audience. That's exactly what the first film did. Okay. Yeah. And then they lost it because I feel like, yes, the first film did that. And that was amazing. And then as someone who loved the first movie, they lost me on this one because you took all, you took out the genius behind it. You took out like all of the interesting things that were about the first one. You didn't, they really had very minimal world building in this. They didn't really advance any of the characters. Like, Nothing really, I mean, with a couple of, you know, exceptions, nothing really happened for two hours and 10 minutes. Hold with on. With the exception oh. of like three scenes. No, <laughs> no, it's it just been like. Morpheus had a character arc. He didn't have a character arc in the first film. That weak ass, like, affair thing? Come I'm on. I'm not talking that about was... the affair thing. He what is, are you his, really talking about? His, his faith gets destroyed at the end of this movie. He is. Okay, we, yeah. We've watched him believe in two movies, and Neo just straight up is like, "No, it's just another system of control, bitch. You're fucking fake. You're a fake <laughs> fucking messiah or prophet or whatever." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay. Yes, that is good. That's good. Okay. And so here's this is the thing, and this is why it's it is I think difficult to criticize this movie is because again there are moments of genius. Like you can see how this could have been an amazing movie. Uh, but there's so much crap that muddles it. And I think in an attempt to appeal to a more generic audience, I think it's just lost. Okay. So um, with that being said, if like someone else were to come and re-edit it, like you, you could probably give this like another like 10. Uh, oh, I think I gave the last one a 9.75. So we can kind of stick with that. But as it stands, there's so much shit in this that I cannot watch it. It is unwatchable. Watch like select scenes on YouTube. Otherwise, the movie, I would give it like a fourth, maybe a three. If we're pulling out the good scenes and the good scenes get like a 10, then the rest of the movie gets a three. Fucking Griggs had to walk away <laughs> from it. He couldn't even deal Fuck with it. A three? <laughs> God. Wow. That's like Halloween I, sequel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. Almost a billion dollars. No, because actually, I think I was this upset when I got done watching that Halloween Kills movie. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why did I agree to watch this? Wow. But again, like I said, there are moments that are brilliant and deserve a 10. But I'm going to separate them from the movie because they don't they shouldn't be in the same movie. I I don't disagree with with what you're saying. It's just coming out so harsh Kristen I think that's just her tone I don't know how to be nice yeah that's just my my voice no 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 no. that's just her general thing no this is how I talk this is how she talks about vanilla ice cream (laughs) (laughs) it's bland it doesn't taste like chocolate it's bland it doesn't taste like chocolate but you know it's okay I'm give it a 9.5 it's not bland if you're having bland vanilla it is not real vanilla throw that shit away don't like, wait, wait, wait. What do you think about McDonald's? French vanilla She's ice cream? She's got a stronger opinion of vanilla than she does this film. <laughs> I know. That's, what I'm, that's the point I'm making. That's what I'm saying. 
Maybe she needs to spend more time with it. Like, you know, how many times do you eat vanilla film? ice cream? With vanilla? Yeah. What's wrong with vanilla? Yeah. Vanilla is like a very good spice. Like, it's unfortunate what we have done to it in this country. And we think of vanilla as bland and uninteresting because if you go and you just get like a, like a you know, fake vanilla product, yeah, it is bland and uninteresting. But vanilla is actually like very nuanced. It's a wonderful spice. Why are we talking about vanilla? Uh, I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole. I don't know. Vanilla gives a 9.75. <laughs> if chocolate is a 10, vanilla is totally a 9.75. That, that's, that's not how flavor ratings work, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> and a strawberry is the lemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh um, Who's next? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to give this film an A2. I, I, I don't, I don't like taking off a point for a movie being what I want it to be. You know, like I, I feel like we should judge the movies based on what the movies are, not what they're not. But this does miss some of the things that were set up in the first movie that I thought we were going to continue. I miss that. I don't like the beginning that much, really. To be, I, I have to knock Man, off a point. A point for that. It, it, it does feel like TV. <laughs> Vignetti segmenty doesn't flow really. Just the the opening action sequences with the dream sequence. I'm not. I don't know. I don't. I don't really care much for those. I, I like them later in the movie. I don't know if I like them at the front. But I mean, this all looks. It it looks good. It looks great. The action scenes are exciting. I like all the conversation. I like the ideas in this movie. I think it's got too much plot. It's a little overstuffed. There are too many characters, and it goes on for too long. And the action scenes are, are a little too long to the point where when, when, when we get to the architect, I'm just kind of movied out. I'm just – I'm exhausted. It's just so much. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going I'm to give it an even eight. It, it's, it's a good sequel, though. I, I don't think it deserves some of the hate that it's gotten over the years. But all of the hate it's gotten tonight is well-deserved. <laughs> can, can, can you oh, give me a sneak peek? Is the next one better? Yeah, how's the worse? next one? <laughs> I love the third one. I, but okay, I, there, that's all I need to also, that's all I, I, need I also to love robots, and I like robots killing human beings. Are there more mechs in this next oh, one? Yes. Because we didn't bring up the mech, that, you know, because uh, when I was growing mech, up, I used to play mech If you like that warrior. one mech, you're going to love the third one. Bro, let's get our mech on. Let's get the and let's get the mech out of here. <laughs> so with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. You want to get in touch with us? You can do so by sending us an email to the Movie Crew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew crew spelled C R E W E extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience find you? The audience can find me on Instagram at Check the Gate on Twitter at Jared B Callen. And uh, other places as well. I don't know. You got to keep looking. Just keep on searching. Stalk me, bitches. (laughs) Whoa. 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 Was that a gender-specific bitches? Or was that a collective bitches? Bro. It's a gender-inclusive bitches. (laughs) That's right. right, That's right. Bitches is gender-fluid, bro. It can go either way. It's like a switch. You can go anyway. Yeah. Don't be a bitch, Brian. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> and Griggs, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. You guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, I think we're going to close out the show tonight with track number one from the Matrix Reloaded soundtrack titled... <gasps> main title and this is from composer Don Davies enjoy 
They don't come with it. They don't come up with anything new, but it's bigger, louder, and mighty impressive. Even if the dialogue sounds more like a programmed video game. That's what she said. 